Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the Xenophage buff incoming that they're going to be doing next season for the exotic weapon. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, I'm probably live right now. You can come on in at saynotorage.com. If I'm not live on Twitch, you can always follow the channel there to not miss out on streams by turning on notifications. If you're on YouTube, hit and like and subscribe, hitting the little bell and all that is also helpful as well. So... I'm fairly certain from the language in the TWAB that this update to the Xenophage is actually coming next season, which is three re- three weeks from the time I'm recording this. I try to put the dates here on screen. November the 19th is when I'm recording this. So if this is hitting before then, they didn't indicate that in the, in the, in the TWAB in the patch notes whenever I read it. Xenophage was basically right below... Uh, where they were talking about the recluse and the one-eyed mask, and those were things that were under the heading of changes to the sandbox for next season. Like, we're going to be changing things up, and I would say that um, this is also falling in that lane. So, if I'm wrong about that, then I guess get me in the comments on it. But first, I want to talk about what are they doing. Then I want to talk about why would you use this weapon? Why use it? We had a conversation just before I made this video about people using things like sweet business and other things. I'm going to add some of that dialogue to this conversation because I do think it's helpful to talk about the presence of exotics in the game right now and when they can and can't really be uh, used and enjoyed. And then lastly, let's talk about machine guns. Machine guns in the game have undergone some changes. They landed, they were exciting, then they've been kind of chopped down, and now they're kind of in a weird spot. I want to talk about their role in the game. So first, let's just talk about what are they doing? What are they doing in the Xenophage? And I don't know if I have it on me uh, to pull up. So we're gonna, I'm gonna go into collections and have it pulled up on screen just so we can have uh, have it on there for the uh, for the appearance and kind of the. Oh, look at that's what it looks like, right? Okay, so this is what they're doing. This is from their actual post on on the on the Bungie.net uh, blog post. They said they're gonna increase PVE damage by fifty percent, a fifty percent buff, which is pretty good. And it is not supposed to do critical hits. So that that's that's by design. People are like, well, it's not critting. It's not supposed to. Ammo pulled from PvP crates has been increased from four uh, or six uh, to four or six, I'm sorry, from three or four. And from shared... Uh, and heavy ammo crates, respectively. Xenophage, this is their, this is them talking here. Xenophage unintentionally shipped a little weak, so it's getting a bump up in raw damage. Machine guns have a higher ammunition capacity than other heavy weapons, trading raw DPS for ease of use. Xenophage slides further toward other heavy weapons, such as grenade launchers, in that aspect, but it didn't get enough power back. This will correct that. Okay, so you're getting a glimpse into their philosophy about machine guns as well as their philosophy about where they see this weapon kind of landing. It's supposed to be somewhere between a machine gun and a grenade launcher, which is actually interesting because their grenade launchers are then seen as really really strong weapons. Like they kind of they're kind of giving some things away here, right? I mean, if you're if you're seeing this on a scale of like ease of use, but we want to bring it up to a scale and they're using grenade launchers as an example. I think that's actually interesting that they're sort of admitting grenade launchers are essentially some top, they're basically top tier heavy weapons in the game right now. They do tons of damage, which they can't say that about rocket launchers, right? So it kind of makes sense why they said what they said. Also, you know, they're, they're showing like machine guns are not meant to have raw DPS. They're meant to have like this ease of use. And I do think there are instances where machine guns show up and feel good, but they're few and far between. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's an indication of potentially things to come. 
I think that folks are still going to really feel like they don't want to use this weapon because it doesn't get crits and it's bulky and it's slow. And I think that's one of the things that's going to turn a lot of people off from it. And that's going to be one of the reasons that I don't necessarily know if this buff is going to change the tide of public opinion on this weapon. But let's ask the question, why use it? When would I use this weapon? What would be the point of using a Xenophage? I think right now people are already crunching the numbers and they're basically saying it's not worth it if you're going to use it for DPS. You're just, you are not going to use this weapon for dips. It just doesn't serve a purpose there. Uh, folks are saying it's you know it's actually not that bad. It chunks through you know the Vex offensive boss pretty well uh, before they even get a buff. But if you're going for maximum DPS, there certainly are better ones to use. I feel like unfortunately this weapon's a little bit lost in a in a valley of obscurity like what's the point if you're going to run a machine gun let's say in the crota boss fight this is an example of machine guns having purpose and utility i've talked about this a lot lately with master nightmare hunts like going in with a wendigo going with an ariana's vow going in with a solar machine gun you know because you're not doing damage to crota with your weapons so your heavy weapon can take on a different role it can be more utility based i think wendigo is super helpful getting to crota but getting to crota is not that difficult managing the room can be a little bit more difficult so you might find it being a little bit better to go in there with the solar uh, machine gun especially if you're running the nightmare breaker mod that allows you to pop those solar shields a little bit easier so that's an example of how bungie can kind of take the idea of an action mmo and say okay you're not really going to go into a boss fight like the raid and everybody run machine guns for damage it's not built for that it's built for a specific role maybe a specific utility and then content comes into the game like master nightmare hunts where those types of weapons land the biggest challenge to the xenophage is that it's an exotic so it's getting hit by two sides number one when you run a heavy in this game nine times out of ten you're picking a heavy that's going to be great for damage and there are a few examples i already gave one crota nightmare hunt master where you're like okay i'm not going to run a heavy for damage i'm going to run a heavy for utility whether you run wendigo or a solar machine gun but nine times out of ten that's what a heavy's for so automatically you're like okay it's taken up a heavy slot and it's not built for damage and it's now taking up an exotic slot. So if you're going to run something not for damage, you might run Izanagi's then. You're like, oh, I'll run Izanagi's for damage. I'll run that in my primary slot, and I'll use that on the on the, the boss. I know people have been running machine guns as almost like their primary weapon in the final boss fight in Garden of Salvation. They run a machine gun, and then they run Izanagi's for damage. And then they just basically rock a machine gun the whole time. And maybe, uh, you know, a shotgun if anything pushes closer. Or maybe they have a nice, you know, sniper rifle in the energy slot with triple tap or something to kind of pick up the slack if they run out of Nagi's uh, ammo or something. Running double snipers might not work because they share an ammo pool. So probably running a primary then, but then the machine gun picking up the slack. Again, these are instances where you put on the machine gun knowing it's not great for damage and therefore then running maybe an exotic elsewhere like the Izanagi's. This is why I feel like this gun is just going to land in a weird valley of like well it isn't really built for damage it's decent for utility but if I'm going to run a machine gun for utility I can run a legendary machine gun and not limit my loadout that means I can run Ariana's Vow, Divinity that means I can run Izanagi's that means I can run Arbalest there's a handful of exotics that have good utility in the game that can still run while you're running a machine gun so I'm worried this gun's going to kind of fall into a what's the freaking point of this weapon kind of valley uh, because of that and while we're on the subject, I do want to talk about machine guns in the game right now. Let's talk about them because, you know, they, they basically say in the blog post, 
Machine guns are not meant to be for DPS, raw DPS. They're meant to be for ease of use. We see that logic applied whenever they chopped them down. They introduced the 21 Delirium, and at the point in time when they did that, they lowered all machine guns damage against bosses just like because. I I don't think that was necessary. I don't think machine guns were were trivializing boss fights because spike grenade launchers landed in the game at that point with a nice buff. I was using spike grenade launchers prior to that, but they buffed grenade launchers and they became king and I still think, I still think spike grenade launchers would have been king if they would have left machine guns alone. So they made that change a while ago and machine guns have kind of been stuck in a, uh, I guess run delirium or run, you know, run one for the thing I already mentioned, like a crota room or something on Master Nightfall. I think this is an opportunity for Bungie to create more content like the crota fight at a master level difficulty where you start looking at your various machine guns that you have hammerhead you know avalanche and some of the other ones and saying what is the what where could this land as a very sort of utility driven weapon because the more we go into boss fights and do things to them whether we're using our supers for damage or a relic in the room for damage this could come into play in future raid fights raid layers dungeons etc where all of a sudden machine guns do have some footing in those specific contexts I would be okay with that. I think this is a glimpse into the future of the weapon system for Destiny where we're not constantly looking at heavy weapons to be, well, they're there for damage. Well, they could be there for something else. Now, obviously, when you look at something like a rocket launcher or a grenade launcher, generally speaking, that just functions as a damage-oriented weapon, but linear fusions don't necessarily have to machine guns don't necessarily have to and like what the frick is going on with swords right now you know these are ways that I think Bungie could start to say let's start to design content that when people get in there they don't have to run a machine gun or a sword or a linear fusion or something that kind of has utility but they might want to because the content's designed in a way where you're not going to lean on your heavy weapons for damage so non-DPS focused heavy weapons could start to get some play in in the content I really like where the content's headed if if we are in fact getting glimpses at some of the diversities and things that you can run right now and some of the examples I've given when to go with blinding nades machine guns for those shields in Crota's room are examples of non-DPS focused weapons that have a utility and a role in a very very specific way so I'd like to see more of that as always we're going to go to question and answer next if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about Xenophage getting a buff, the incoming buff. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. This will be a slightly shorter q and I've been doing double Q&As and double talks, and we want to make sure we're able to jump right into Vex Offensive. So this is going to be like a 20-minute, 25-minute q and I'm going to try and go as fast as I can, uh, and we're doing our best to do multiple pieces of content because I am going out of town. Jaywad says, do you think Xeno should just be reworked at this point? Well, until we actually get our hands on it with the buff and we try it in some of the various pieces of content where maybe uh, it... It, it could have some leverage. We need to do that first, I think. I think we need to do that first. Unfortunately, right now, we're basing it off of people crunching numbers and looking at current damage numbers and then saying, okay, 50% damage buff on top of this. Well, you know, when's, when's it gonna, when's it gonna take, you know, take foothold and where are we gonna use it? I, again, think this gun, unfortunately, is just gonna land into a valley where 
it's it's got two things that are knocking it down a peg number one it's a machine gun therefore it needs to have a very specific utility purpose and then it's like if i'm gonna run a machine gun for that utility purpose i don't need to run the exotic machine gun in the game so we would need to kind of wait and see if people are start unearthing optimization strategies or there's maybe content on the horizon maybe something with vex offensive final assault maybe something maybe there's a hidden dungeon coming out and we'll be going for a new exotic and this is really helpful in there for some reason I don't know currently I'm worried it's just going to fall into a valley because it's got two things working against it right now you're always trading you're like well if I run a machine gun I'm trading DPS but I'm potentially gaining utility okay if you throw on an exotic you're like okay I'm limiting my loadout but I'm gaining power I'm gaining utility this thing is sort of requiring you to do both you're picking a machine gun and an exotic, and that's sort of limiting you in a lot of ways. So I'm not really sure where and how this gun's going to land. It's good to see them giving it a buff, but outside of it being another fun gun to use, like you know, sweet business or something, I don't see it. I don't see it getting a lot of traction because of that. 101 Ghost. Do you think Xeno Beach could get a catalyst after this buff? I feel like the buff is great, but a catalyst would be a nice way to buff it again without actually turning it, uh, tuning it later on down the road. Uh, and going forward, I think catalysts do under underperforming weapons would be a good way to tune them. Well, I mean, basically what you're saying is instead of Bungie having to think through ways to tweak the weapon, just do a catalyst to take it up a notch. I'm not opposed to this idea. But my, my main issue with the suggestion would be this. If I've got a weapon that I worked for, like the Xeno, you better make the catalyst really easy to get. Because I went through the trouble of getting the gun, and if you make catalyst some RNG drop that I can't get my hands on, and that's basically the only way to make the gun worthwhile, that would be my primary concern, is that this gun then is only good if I have good RNG and get the catalyst. If the catalyst is easily accessible on any of the weapons that you're suggesting they do this to, I would be totally fine with that. As long as I can basically just like go get it instead of being like, well, I've been playing for two or three weeks here and can't get it. The sleeper catalyst, the Telesto catalyst, like these are catalysts that were RNG drops in content I had very, very little interest in. So I literally just gave up. It's like, I don't want to go back into these raid layers for chances of drops on these catalysts. I just, it was annoying to me. And I would, I would really, really like them to consider that going forward, especially even more so they would need to make these catalysts more accessible. If the catalysts are basically being used to fix a bad gun, you know, if you determine that, you know, Suros regime just ain't strong enough in PvE. We're going to throw a catalyst in the mix or something to fix it. I don't even know if Suros has catalysts. Let's imagine that they do that. Well, I, 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 it'd be nice to be able to get that catalyst fairly easily so that I can get it and then earning it and unlocking it wouldn't be that hard either. Just use the weapon for a little while and then and then you would get it. Um, I would I would really really like that. I, I just I'm concerned that right now a lot of the exotics will never be tuned and fixed because they're they were designed for a different version of destiny they were designed for double primary and a lot of them are just never going to be strong enough you're never going to say oh you know what i want to run i want to run an exotic primary in pve you're just not going to when things like izanagi's exist when tractor cannon exists when divinity ariana's vow cold heart uh all these weapons exist that are non-primary exotics 
that that function in really really strong ways even whisper it has got a lot of traction right now in the right uh in the right stuff so i actually don't i, I don't know if they're ever going to get us to a place where we really really want to use those exotic primaries so this guy said screw you and screw your pathetic channel ruining all of the good weapons in this game content creators in quotes destroy the power fantasy of become legendary grow up the irony of ending a tantrum with grow up is amusing to me it's why i read your quote because i want us all to be amused by you and to take entertainment from your complete lack of intelligence uh the the fact of the matter is is content creators are not destroying the power fantasy uh we're merely highlighting inconsistencies in the power fantasy and getting things tuned And actually, we're not the ones getting it tuned. Plenty of people on the forums and Reddit and Twitter highlight these things and talk about these things. Content creators are not the reason. So I know everyone thinks that it's it's easier to like blame a YouTuber when their favorite weapon gets nerfed. So you come here and throw a tantrum in my chat room uh, and then ironically tell me uh, to grow up. So yeah, thanks for that. We all got a good laugh out of it. Brooklyn John says hi are you not bored with Shadowkeep content just getting boring really quick to me uh, what would they do to make it worth playing I don't know maybe encourage you to ask questions that are worth answering uh, Arcanist Dylan said that they will continue to monitor Xenophage performance as if it's still not good enough they'll reevaluate the gun do you think that this is indicative of Bungie being too conservative because they're fearful of making powerful exotics in year 3 well I mean if you look at a lot if you look at a lot of their their tweaks right now they actually do seem to be more consistently turning the dial really really slowly so what they did to recluse doesn't seem that extreme what they did to one-eyed mask doesn't seem that extreme these items are still going to be strong in the right hands and still be influential in the right context and xenophage they might be like listen man if you crank that up any higher this fight over here or if they figure this thing out here that thing's going to be way too strong so they're like slowly turning the dial I would way, way, way more prefer this method of of adjustments because here's the danger of overcorrecting in either direction. If you overcorrect and completely decimate something and make it worthless, then everyone gets really, really angry. If you overreact and make something way too strong, then everyone's going to be like, this is great and now you gotta tune it back down and everyone's like, thanks, thanks Bungie you made that item good for like a month, so in either direction if they overcorrect, it creates significant problems within player perception player enjoyment of items you know, and people are saying you know, Recluse is extreme, it's gonna be trash on console, no one knows that yet, and, and to be fair i would think if you're in the right range of an smg uh it could still be a really good gun if used properly i've seen lots of people use smgs with controller and they're really really good at hitting their shots ogre 2 would be an example of someone who plays at a really high level with a controller and one of his favorite weapons is the antiope the antiope that's that's a weapon that he just absolutely shreds with so i think in the right hands I, i think recluse could still be a strong weapon i will admit and agree with you it'll be less felt as a nerf on PC, but again, I would much rather Bungie slowly turn the dial instead of be like, "Yep, 
boom and just wreck it i mean look what they did to breakneck as an example of when you make them you over you over correct and you you ruin ruin an item so i i would say i much prefer this approach from bungie because i don't think overpowered weapons make people stop playing I think when they overtune and break and ruin stuff, that's when people stop playing. So, if Xenophage gets completely buffed into absurdity and everyone starts using Xenophage and is really excited, and Bungie's like, we overtuned it, now we gotta nerf it, that actually has it ends up paying negative dividends down the road if you slowly turn it up and as dylan has said monitor its performance as we go then people try it they're like eh it's still not that great or maybe people say you know what it actually feels pretty good in the right instances and bungie may conclude it needs a little bit more help we're going to give it another 10 percent or something that would that doesn't drive people away over tuning and overbalancing does drive people away because you know, it, 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 it completely decimates something that they really, really like. And I, I agree, too, with what's being said in chat. Balance wouldn't be as bad if it didn't take them months to rebuff or nerf. I get that. I get that. I don't think they can, okay? I don't think they can do, like, a, a, an update every other week to the sandbox. I don't think that's possible. Given that reality, that they can't, or they just don't, I, I think it's because they can't. It would be in in, in their in their workflow and their bandwidth that might be reckless or really really inaccurate in what their aims are there's always unforeseen consequences when they make changes like when they overtuned or maybe not overtuned but when they tuned special ammo in destiny one then everybody pivoted to sidearms right because sidearms weren't affected right there's unintended consequences so i don't think they can do updates every couple of weeks and given that reality if they're gonna do updates infrequently i would rather those updates be very very careful and maybe even more conservative in like oh we didn't want to overtune this item T-Funk. I've heard and seen the sweat community begin a league uh, on a Faceit website. How do you think creating this league will help Destiny PvP? I don't think leagues are competitive at this point in time are a good idea. Now, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade, okay? If, if, the, if these guys want to do this, great, you know? You want to have me come in and shoutcast a tournament or something, I would do it, because I think Destiny is really fun to watch, especially when you watch these high-level guys play. Uh, you know, some of, the, some of the highlights we've seen from uh, Lil Sonic, you know, in some of the little, little pickup tournaments they've kind of done. I think that would be, that could be cool, but, but, I don't think it's well-timed. Number one, we're not even done with some of the changes that they're trying to implement with, like, let's say 3v3 Elim, which is probably one of the best environments for competitive Destiny, traditionally has been 3v3 uh, Elim. I would say, I would say we need to wait for them to figure some of that out, and number two... I think that they would want to figure out some of these sandbox issues with respect to map design, pulse rifles, one-eyed mask, recluse, uh, should the artifact even be active in crucible, um, things like that, I think need sorted out before you start doing competitive league stuff. I would always be willing to cast a Destiny tournament. I love shoutcasting, I love Destiny, uh, and I love the Destiny community. I would love to bring my flavor of shoutcasting, which... In many respects, you're not going to find the, the style that I bring, and I that'd be fun. I would love to do that, but I, I don't know if it's well-timed. I it, it may be a little cart before the horse, because, I mean, I guess 
when are you going to do it, right? Is Crucible ever going to be perfect? Is the meta is the meta in the sandbox ever going to be perfectly balanced? Probably not. But I think they've got to iron out some pretty significant things right now that would stand as a pretty a pretty significant challenge. Now, obviously, you could have your own rules, right? They have a ton of rules, so you couldn't run Thunder Coil, you couldn't run One-Eyed Mask. They would probably have all those rules in place, which I guess if they're going to do that, then it kind of makes everything I just said irrelevant. So you could do it. I would just think... I would just think that they would need to try to time this. This could be good as a preliminary to work some of the kinks out and then try to land this uh, when Trials lands. Because um, I think Trials has a lot of potential. You just you got to get map selection right. They've got to get that right. Uh, and then Bungie has to decide what they want to do with the artifact in Crucible. And, and you got to ban cheaters. Now, a tournament, that's not as big of a concern because you're not going to be letting any, any Tom, Dick, or Harry come into the tournament in the league. Um, and that's something that happens with a free-to-play game. You know, cheaters are on the rise. Uh, Arjun says, All the exotics released this season, Divinity excluded, have been pretty tame. It's honestly one of the few times I remember that one of the new exotics hasn't been super meta in PvE or PvP. Why do you think they've gone this way regarding balance? Well, you say they're tame, okay? But I would say that if you use them in the right scenarios, like Ariana's Vow in 980 Nightmare Hunts is actually incredibly helpful. Number one, it's helpful with barrier champions. Number two, if you grab Unstable and you maintain first glance that damage buff, it's ridiculously strong against the Nightmares. Those Thralls and those Acolytes can be so pesky. If I get Unstable Essence and I maintain that crit, that crit bonus, right? As long as you're maintaining the uh, the crit bonus on the Ariana's Vow, which is, uh, it's called, what is it called? First glance. Bonus damage when aiming down sights on the opening shot of an attack. This bonus is preserved if the shot deals precision damage or strikes an elemental shield. Th- this gun, I-, I-, I think this gun is really, really uh, helpful in the, right- in the right environments and used in the right way. And I think that's the key. That's why I said with with the with the the xenophage. I think the xenophage stands to get usage if we can discover where the frick this thing lands. Because right now I'm worried that's the problem with it. If you're gonna want to run a machine gun for utility, like in the Crota fight, you're just gonna run an avalanche, you know, or an edgewise or something. You're not gonna limit your exotic to this unless we discover something special about it or we discover something that it does that other guns just don't do as well I don't know that's my biggest concern with it but when you look at Divinity you look at Ariana's Vow you look at the Heavy Bow I think the Heavy the the, the biggest problem with the Heavy Bow is it lands in the Heavy Slot and I can slap Unstoppable on my 110 hand cannon and it does the job Um, the Heavy Bow although people have said they like using it in certain circumstances so I, I think the more they create exotics that have particular roles and particular functions, I think that's more exciting than what we're typically accustomed to. Oh, it's an exotic? Is it a heavy? No? Oh, what is it? A primary? Yeah, I'm probably not going to use it unless you're a crucible player. H- exotics that land outside of energy and heavy just don't see a lot of usage because if you're not a PvP player, all you got to do is go to the kinetic slot and look at all of these guns. Sweet business, Rat King, you know, and again, imagine that you're not playing PvP. Uh, number one, Woody, with two months, thank you. Okay, let's ignore PvP, and when you read through these weapons, you know for a fact that these weapons just don't see almost any use in PvE, like, at all. And there's a bunch of them. 
is it okay to have an entire class and level of weapon that only mainly gets used in pvp you know it's these weapons are super super underrepresented because typically people come down here if they're going to use an exotic there's plenty of weapons down here that feel really good and in general i think that's always going to be the challenge when they add exotics so if you add an exotic like ariana's vow or the divinity and they have particular roles and purposes in the game like is Anagis, like the arbalist those are in a camp where you pull that out as like a specialist weapon remember how they did that in in division if you picked a certain specialist you had like a specialist weapon well, in the right encounters and in the right places, people are running the Izanagi's like a specialist weapon. They're running it like it is a, you know, it, it, it is a DPS weapon in the right hands. And I think that's a good direction to take exotics. So then the question is not, is the exotic a heavy? Does it do good DPS? The question is, what is the purpose of this exotic? What's the purpose of this? Exotic? What does it do? Where am I going to take this to solve pain and problems? And when you look at a lot of the exotics, there's not a strong answer to what is the purpose of this exotic. And one of the main reasons for that, one of the main reasons for that is a lot of these exotics were born out of double primary. So your Sunshot, your Graviton Lance, uh, your Polaris Lance, you know, your your Trinity Ghoul even, uh, even your Monarch. A lot of these that are primary weapons, they're fine. But when you take them into PvE content, you're like, I would never use this. It doesn't have an actual purpose or utility in the game. Now, you go into PvP and all of this changes. There are people who love Mida. There are people who probably there are people who still rock Vigiwing in Crucible. I was getting roasted by a guy with a Malfeasance the other day. Thorn is great in the Crucible. Ace of Spades and Last Word are really strong in Crucible. Jade Rabbit was really strong in that momentum uh, game mode. Then you come down here, and there's clearly some uh, some weapons that used to be, for a time, really, really strong in Crucible. Telesto used to be, you know, ridiculous in Crucible, and I think the rest of these generally just don't fall all that well in Crucible, or well, the Lord of Wolves did. Uh, and then when you go down to Heavy, you're going for damage. So, in I, I think that's something that they're always going to have to kind of be looking at is, okay, number one, is it a PvP exotic? And if it's a PvP exotic, like, oh, I don't know, the last word's a good example. This gun is just built for PvP. It's built for the wild, wild west. And when you build a gun like that, it's totally fine for that thing to basically land in Crucible, kind of only, only in Crucible. Uh, thank you, Red MD, Doctor Red MD, for three months of subs. Welcome back. If it's not mainly a Crucible weapon, the next question Bungie should ask is, what is its purpose? What is its role? Because the Ariana's vow you're not taking this into crucible all that often i wouldn't think and you're definitely not going to take this into pve unless you really need those anti-barrier rounds and that damage buff because it's essentially a sniper and a hand cannon so mr j uh since xenophage is not supposed to crit by design do you think the catalyst should allow it to crit in the future do you think that it would be too overpowered? What about having deeper pockets? Well, you you answer your own question with your question. If it's not meant to crit by design, then you can't suddenly add crits to it. it like if it's by design, I don't think they can suddenly add crits to it. That would be weird. Uh, beer pie. Xenophage is 
issue is that it's not DPS oriented. Do you think boss fights overall need relooked at as all the focus is on DPS and it dictates loadouts for harder content? Like you said, the Crota fight is the exception and should be focused on for future boss designs. Maybe you activate something in the room to damage a boss instead of doing DPS phases. Right. This is getting at the issue. In an action MMO, I think it's acceptable to have boss fights where you're not leaning on your guns to do damage to the boss. There's a variety of ways right now you can kill bosses. You got Crota with a relic. You got some of the bosses that are that are they have a decent enough health pool you can use supers to bake them, especially if you get unstable essence. You can finesse the fight, get unstable and then bake them with the super because you have the Supreme Nightmare mod on, right? You have that Supreme mod on that does the increased damage um, to the nightmares. Now, when you do this, you're changing the flow of the fight on a hinge that takes decision, strategy, and skill, and the hinge is not just run XYZ exotic weapon. So, a sword in the Crota fight. You could bring back Siva charges like you did for Axis, Scorch Cannons, uh, remember the relic for the Templar fight. I think a lot of those things could be reused, and people could cry reskin, but if the boss fight is fun, then who the frick cares? I think the Crota fight, if they got rid of accidental um, damage phase skipping, like what happened to us, if they got rid of that, I think the Crota fight is actually, ironically, it ends up being the best Nightmare Hunt fight. It ends up being the best one because it's predictable. There's a flow of ads and it doesn't, and you get to use your loadout and your weapons in a way that is very non-traditional. You're not using heavy weapons on the, on the boss. And that changes things, I think in a really, really cool way. So the irony is, is everybody was like, oh my gosh, freaking Crota. Once you're within Delta, his, his actual, his fight's the best fight. They just got to fix that glitch where he skips damage phases he should be the last boss to skip damage phases so I would want more boss fights like that a relic in the room, a mechanic in the room that can be finessed and mastered and then you maximize the fight and you do good damage and you're not relying on well just get out your 1k voices or whatever you're using um we got a couple of rapid fire questions I want to do here so we can go to the next Q&A. Other than a couple PvE exotics like Divinity is Inagi, uh, it seems the exotics are just vanity items. Just address this about how they need to have a purpose and not just end up being like like you're saying, a vanity item that sits in your collection. T-Funk, can Bungie build weapons outside the bell curve like Xeno, have them non-exotic, and remain outside of pinnacle weapons, like making a new archetype of weapons of single weapons? Well, here's the thing. I, I think that you could do something like Wendigo, Again, you could say there's legendary weapons, and then you could say there's contextual legendary weapons. You could have legendary weapons like Wendigo, or raid weapons, or maybe there's nightmare hunt weapons that have particular contextual perks to the activity. Remember, like, um, Oracle Disruptor. So you could have legendary weapons, contextual legendary weapons, and then exotics. And exotics fall into the, the flow chart I just talked about. Is it a PvP weapon? No, it's not. It's not like the last word. Okay, next question. What is the purpose of this gun? What is its role? Not... Is it a heavy weapon? Does it do good damage? Like, that's always the question we ask of exotics. We should be asking different questions and land on more weapons like Ariana's Val. Uh, what do you think Bungie will do about the delirium problem? I don't know what you're talking about. What could the exotic masterwork for Xenovage to make it be good? Uh, I would love to see it have a quicker reload or bigger stores or a way to have it reload without reloading it or something. That's one of its biggest problems is it's super slow and sluggish. Silly Rabbit, if Xenophage was a heavy scout rifle, do you think it would have been better received? 
I have no idea. Uh, Hawk and Rain. What do you think the catalyst will be for Xeno? Just talked about it. It would probably need to be something that addresses reload. Ashen says, uh, should all exotic have an intrinsic artifact perk? I We talked about this before. Victor brought this up in a previous Q&A, saying that do all exotics basically need an intrinsic uh, artifact perk? I think an easier solution would just be to give them an artifact mod slot, and that would fix the, fix the problem. Uh, serial Killer. Didn't they say Xenophage was supposed to act like a grenade launcher, so if the damage is greater than or comparable to grenade launcher with Spike, it might be worth it because of the magazine size. We'll have to wait and see if that's an accurate summation. If it is accurate, it could be a really, really strong weapon. Last question from Warjack Prime. Would the Xeno be more useful as a legendary weapon? It's probably be more if it was. That's my concern. It's going to land in that valley. I hope they're right. I hope it I hope it rivals grenade launchers and maybe gives you a reason to use it. I think the problem is if it rivals or matches grenade launchers, you're going to go with grenade launchers cuz grenade launchers are legendaries and don't limit your loadout and you can run Izanagi's Divinity or Ariana's Vow. Like you can run some really really cool exotics or purposeful exotics or contextually relevant exotics that are relevant to the content without you don't need to run Xeno if you're going to match the damage of a grenade launcher. So we're going to end Q&A and do another Q&A to follow the discussion. All the rest of the questions should end up being about escalation protocol. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, we're cutting these a little bit short so I can create extra content while I'm out of town. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.